Baby Gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. Today, we have a special guest who is a Bravo content creator with a massive, massive following, but was also included in part of the storyline of one of the seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. I'd like to welcome Kim from Bravo Breaking News. Welcome, Hi, Kim. Jenny. Thanks for having me. I'm always happy to be here with you. Oh, it's so good to see your face. We haven't seen each other in person since BravoCon, but I'm looking forward to this upcoming BravoCon, which we'll talk about soon. Last time you were, I I don't know, you've been on like three times now? Is this your third time on the show? I think this is my third time, yes. Third time's the charm. And one of the first times you told the whole story about how you were actually involved in the storyline for one of the seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. So I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on the new season? We got Tamara Judge back. I'll be honest, I haven't watched yet because I'm still in Scandal mode, but we'll also get to that. I want to hear your thoughts on Orange County first. That's right. Yes, I was the fan that recorded Tamara allegedly saying that Kelly threw her mother down the stairs. So, um... <laughs> That's, That's where right. that began, um, was from a an innocent Instagram story that I captured. Um, so let me just say, I'm so glad to have Tamara Judge back. I mean, I think we can all agree that last season of OC was kind of a flop. I think the one even before that, too, um, was last season the COVID season or the season before? No, the season before. So let's say two seasons, I think, have yeah. been a flop. You know, they brought Heather Dubrow back last season to kind of reinvigorate the franchise. And while it did add a little bit, I'm not sure it was enough. What were your thoughts on Heather's return? Do you think it was enough? It was overhyped. And I love Heather Dubrow. I love Fancy Pants. I was so excited for her return. And it was good in like the first, the way they like teased us, they gave us the trailers and everything. That was great. But then the actual execution of it during the season kind of faded, like probably mid-season, maybe even before that. It wore off really quickly. And I was upset that we never saw the hexagonal ice cubes. Been waiting for like, what, a decade now for that? Well, and now they don't have their, you know, whatever $30 million mansion anymore. They sold it. Um, I guess, is it still on this season? Um, Yeah. So I think they probably sell it mid-season or so, but yeah, I don't. The one with the tree, the special tree? Yeah, they sold it. They sold it. That, you know, etched glass tree belongs to somebody else now with Heather Dubrow's four children and embryos um, in the form of, of birds. So yes, would be a strange move for, for whoever lives in that house now. Do you think the person who bought it wants to keep that or is going to like redo it? I'm sure they have enough money to redo it. So it's not like, oh, we'll just keep it there. But maybe they're a fan. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say no, maybe, um, you know, 
that's not my taste and I can't see whose taste it really is. It was a little bit gaudy, but that's Heather's taste. I don't know. So let's hope that they very personalized. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not like really something that you put into a house that you're looking to sell, but yeah, I don't know. I love the, you know, what OC was missing was really that wealth, that glamour and Heather does bring that. However, I think we were missing a lot of the the key parts of OC, which is the drama, the fighting, the feuds and having Tamara back. I mean, that is where, I mean, we're already starting. She's starting, um, you know, her and Shannon are going at it. Episode one, it seems like they haven't talked to each other since the last season that Tamara was on like over two years ago. So yeah, that was I surprising think, to me. I didn't know that. Did you? Know yeah, that? me neither. No, I didn't know that. I knew that they like were on the outs, but I kind of thought that maybe they were still friendly or, you know, not like totally distanced from each other, but it kind of seems like they, you know, have some issues to work out. So I am excited to see that. I am a Trace Amiga stan. I am excited (laughs) to see Vicky Gumbelson back on the screen. I mean, and we have Tamara to thank for that. So hallelujah. Did you meet any of them at BravoCon? I've met um, Tamara and Vicky before at the first BravoCon, actually on my way at the airport, because I am from OC, so um, I do get a glimpse of them on occasion, and I'm super excited. I'm actually going to their live show, um, the Trace Amigas at Irvine Improv, (laughs) in a couple weeks, so I mean, it's just going to be epic. Like, them three together is just, like, it's a hoot. I'm ready to whoop it up. Oh my gosh, you're going to get such great content. You have to share it with all of us because not everyone gets to go to these events, but they're so key sometimes. Like some, it could turn into something. I don't know. I know. And I'm line again. And I want to hear about your experience at the um, New York Pump Rules watch party because that looked epic. Yes, it was epic. I mean, I, Jax, has been in my life for a long time, but obviously I'm not in Jax's life. So to see him in person and he like even went behind the bar and was like making shots and he was really, he looked like he was filled with joy. And that's, I like really appreciated that moment because it was nostalgic, yet it felt like an upgrade because watching Jax now, just from like social media and stuff and like his podcast, I really do feel like he's grown. And I don't know if that's true, but from my parasocial relationship point of view, I see tremendous growth and I'm just loving it. So getting a picture with him was kind of surreal because I'm like, ask me 10 years ago, I'd be like, hell no. But (laughs) seeing him there, I was like, yeah, this makes sense now. And like, cause I talk to Jack sometimes he joins my live sometimes he actually, I was like, do I have to block this man? Because he was like, you have to block him before he blocks you. That's, uh, I didn't know. I, cause he was so active in the chat that it was distracting. And I'm like, I might have to kick him out right now, <laughs> but no, I really love Jack's right now. Also, we saw Shanna and Brock there. I'm wearing my homebody leggings right now. Oh, how are they? They're my favorite leggings. And I told Brock that at BravoCon, saw him 
at the watch party with Shane and I, t- I, you know, we went to take a picture and I was like, I was wearing my own body leggings today. And they're like, Woo! it's just like, they, I love Brock and Shayna. I know a lot of people gave Brock a lot of heat because of his first season. And I mean, like rightfully so in a way, but also I didn't go after him that way because even though he did, he had this history, this, you know, negative past that we heard about, I still felt like, I'm not going to like hold that against him right now in the present because he's demonstrating that he's not what that image portrays, if that makes sense. So it was great to see them. I got to also see other Bravo content creators. Larry from Bravo by Gaze was there. Zaharia from um, underscore Sir Rule. She has like, she's been doing her Vanderpump Rules accounts for like five years and she has a huge following now. And I asked her the story, like, how did you even start? Like you have such a huge account or whatever. And she's like, I didn't have anyone to talk to about this. (laughs) I had thoughts and I was like, that is amazing. I freaking love that. But also saw, um, I traveled with Eddie from Martinis with Eddie and I saw uh, Rich from Caduz. He's on Instagram. Oh, love him. Yeah. Cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, who else was there? Oh, so then afterwards, actually the watch party was great. Bravo did a really good job. The There was like a special drink menu. They had little thing like quotes from the show all around. They had step and repeats. They had a little like um, photo booth type of interactive experience. And Shayna saying good as gold. Lala was upstairs. I didn't get to actually meet Lala face-to-face like one-on-one but I did see her was like get him Lala afterwards was when like things really started happening because we went out Shayna Brock Jax were there um Lindsay Hubbard showed up oh Luke Gulbrinson from Summer House Winter House was there Ariana's boyfriend was there um Danielle showed up and for a moment, there was like a little bit of drama because Lindsay was there, which by the way, she was with there with Daisy from Below Deck Sailing. And I guess there were some other Below Deck Sailing people there, but I didn't recognize them because I've been like MIA on that because of Scandal. But um, then the Martha's Vineyard, Summer House Martha's Vineyard cast showed up and we actually, I got to know them the most, but I haven't seen their show yet. So it was like, I'm going to watch it after Vanderpump is done. I I don't know. I'm going to see if I look at it in a different way because I've only ever met Bravo Lebs after watching them on a show. This is the first time I'm meeting someone and then watching their show. So yeah, it was you have like a, you usually have a preconceived notion going into meeting them. Yeah, because I heard, so I heard all positive things about that show. I don't know if you're watching, but since then I heard bad things and I'm like, wait a minute, but I met them and now I have my own, you know, like opinion I'm influenced. And now it's just going to be a different experience, I think. But I want to ask you, tell me everything about your thoughts on Scandival. I didn't get a chance to talk to like anyone really. I was in my own zone and just like really sharing my true reactions to everything. And like, I need to know everything about your thoughts i mean first of all like my weave is exhausted the panty liner on my underwear is exhausted um to quote leanne but (laughs) it's been a wild ride 
Um, I mean, where do I even begin? It was what it's been three months now, you know, we've been in the trenches. We have been online every second, trying to share, trying to analyze, trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, really dig deep into this. And it's been tough. I mean, that last episode of the reunion was kind of like the climax of it all. And I left feeling, I don't know, disappointed isn't the right word, but like, like I still needed more. I felt like the last part of the reunion with Raquel, I felt like she didn't really give a whole lot, you know? Mm -mm. And she was on stage like the entire, you know, last episode, but we didn't really find out anything we didn't already know. The bombshell, I think we're all in agreement, was not really much of a bombshell. Like, let's be real. Um, but, you know, it. I guess it does come as a surprise to me that she is potentially going behind Tom Sandoval's back and telling production things that he specifically told her not to. So what do you think? Do you think that he knew like she told him that she was going this way with it, or she told him after the fact, like, Hey, I filmed a confessional and I did reveal these things. Or did he find out watching the part three of the reunion? What do you think? Cause I feel like that's still an unanswered question. I think the producers want us to think that Tom had no idea. However, it's hard for me to believe that knowing that she slept over his house the night before she went and filmed that. If we go back, I, I'm sure I can get a date and time stamp, but it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I think she was with him again. And then she had like luggage or whatever. I think that's when she went to the mental facility or something. So right. So they were like in contact, like during that time, yeah, you know, like before like, and after. So that mm-hmm. makes me think that because Tom Sandoval is Tom Sandoval and the way he is, he's so manipulative, so contrived. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved in that somehow, like even coached her on what to reveal or betray him with. Like that's how like nuts Sandoval is in my mind. Cause I truly feel like since the beginning, I've been saying this, I might've even said this before Sandoval broke, but I was like, I feel like he's kind of like a wannabe cult leader. And like, if you look at Raquel, she's very, I don't know. I feel like that is someone who would be in a cult. (laughs) Exactly. Easily manipulated. She, you know, finds this person that like, you know, is basically God to her and she will do anything, anything. It doesn't matter how low it is, how horrible it is Mm -hmm. to, you know, please them and be their kind of minion. Yes, exactly. Which is scary to watch. I mean, it's like fascinating because now it's like, we're getting into this almost this fine line of, is this true crime? Because had this not been filmed and this had been going on behind the scenes where we have this man like manipulating people how far would he go and like that's the part where I just I'm so obsessed with this we I don't even feel like we've analyzed it thoroughly because we've had so much content coming at us for so long that now it's like we're coming to a point where we can maybe digest it a little bit more and put the pieces together for example Coachella 
Coachella. I know you are obsessed with Coachella, but the secrets lie at Coachella. I mean, there is something happened there yes. for sure in April, yes. way before any of this supposedly began. So, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm I'm not obsessed with Coachella and like I love Coachella the way I know, that no, I know. Does. In the Bravo but world, in the Bravo yeah, world. I'm obsessed with Coachella in that I'm fascinated that I truly believe Tom Sandoval has been using Coachella as his predatory playground for a decade because we know he's been going since he was with Kristen. There was one season with Jesse Metcalf, uh, John Tucker Must Die, where he's like, oh, he probably doesn't remember, but we like gave him a ride home after Coachella or something. And I'm like, okay, at first glance, it seems like a good Samaritan type of thing to do. But with Tom Sandoval being behind it, it now feels predatory. I don't know about that, but I feel like it makes Tom feel like he's a rock star. You know, he yes. goes and he he gets the VIP or he's in kind of like mm-hmm. the artist's area because he's a LA reality star and he has connections. So it makes him feel like he is a musician. He's a rock star. He belongs on that stage. He's hanging out with the other celebrities. Like, I feel like he just like thrives in that area yes. and- I don't know. Same goes for like his shows. Like he is just giving off this godly kind of energy. Like, I don't think that it's coming off that way, but he thinks it's coming off this way. And he wants women to be like dripping, like, you know, uh, totally losing their minds over him. And it is like unhealthy. And I don't know. I mean, we know that man has issues, but it's starting to get a little scary. I think that Lala hit the nail on the head on the reunion when she said that he is going to be Randall in 10 years. Like this is the beginning. Yeah. Well, they were friends and some of the behaviors with Raquel are very similar to what we found out in the Randall scandal, the documentary on Hulu, where he would have like his assistant put book rooms for the mistresses or like charge things on the assistance card so that it wouldn't get traced back to him. And that's what Ariana said that Tom was doing on Call Her Daddy. And it's just, I feel like I don't typically go by like guilty by association, but in this case, I really feel like it's true. Yeah, no, there are definitely similar patterns um, to them. And I think that, you know, Tom is, you know, it's just the beginning because people like this, it's like they can't help themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's how, like, Lala was the one who sniffed this out. You know, she loves Ariana. She is part of this group, but she saw this coming from a mile away. And if anybody could recognize that type of behavior, we know that is Lala now. So the fact that she saw this coming Mm -hmm. and was very adamant about this, probably the most adamant one in the group trying to tell everybody um, is definitely not a coincidence. Yeah. You know, what's funny about Lala though. (laughs) I love this one. I like Lala and I am always going to root for her, but I also get this same kind of like comic relief from watching her in the way that I do when I watch Jen Shaw when she starts yelling because it's like oh my god you really don't have that much of a leg to stand on and it's so 
bold of them to just come hard for people. And with Lala, I feel like she has this major thing going on that's very scandalous. It's literally called the Randall scandal. And she's put in so much energy into like outing other people's scandals. And I find that to be hilarious. Well, I, I do think she's like redirecting her anger because she can't oh, yeah. talk about Randall. Obviously yes. we didn't see her in the documentary. She's going through a custody battle. Mm -hmm. There are legal things going on that she cannot discuss. She cannot talk about yeah. Randall. So I think that she just whoop, redirected that anger and targeted Sandoval and rightfully yeah. so. Honestly, I, I loved it. I know that people came for her and we're like, you know, who is this bitch? What right does she have to go after yeah. him? But mm -hmm. I, I loved every second of it. I loved it too. Like I, I'm so here for it because I think it's so, I would never do that. I feel like if I was in her shoes. So for, to watch her do it, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is entertainment. So I said this before, I, I don't, I don't think I would ever go to Coachella unless I had like backstage passes to see Blackpink. But I feel like BravoCon is our version of Coachella in a way. And I wanted to talk about BravoCon because I know you've gone to all of them so far. I wanted to see, can you confirm that you're going to the next one? What are your plans? What are you looking forward to? I want to hear all your thoughts on BravoCon. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Vegas, like Vegas, baby, let's do this. I, you know, I love New York. I loved the ritual of going to New York every year for BravoCon. And I feel like last year, um, you actually kind of showed me the way, you know, we found out some, you know, secret spots and places that we, you know, might, you know, could attend next year, stay next year, but that is put to bed because <laughs> we are going to Vegas. And I think that, you know, last year's was amazing at the Javits Center, but obviously there were issues with, you know, the crowd and kind of dealing with that. So I guess, I don't know, is it going to be bigger? Is it going to be better? It's, it's at Caesars Palace. I mean, I think it's going to be epic. So I am looking forward to Vegas. It's going to be a brand new experience, but like really, you know, the same fun as last year. I think, I don't know. What are you looking forward to the most? Are you looking forward to Vegas? Do you wish it was in New York again? No, I'm so happy it's in Vegas. The only downside for me, like New York city is so close that I could drive and like my husband drove me last time. So I had all this stuff that I packed in the car. So that like the actual travel logistics is a little different. Cause now I have to like, know exactly what I want to bring, <laughs> but I'm excited for Vegas because in the past, um, in my last corporate uh, role in the corporate world, I was responsible for our annual conference with one of our largest alliances. And it was in Vegas the last year. And the difference in just like the, the venue capabilities and like you said, crowd control, I feel like it's going to be a huge upgrade in terms of just how the event is run. I think, you know, like last year scared me because we had that bum rush situation during the Beverly Hills panel. That's why I don't want to go to any panels. I only went to that one, the Salt Lake City one. And remember even that one, they had issues with the audio. And so I was like, damn, this is kind of, I'm shocked that they weren't better prepared. So I think Vegas will make things run a lot smoother. But also on top of that, 
if people aren't going to BravoCon, I feel like they should still go to Vegas during those days because there's going to be so much going on that there's got to be secondhand, thirdhand experiences, you know? So even like we did last year, we had um, a live show the day before BravoCon Eve. I don't know if I'm going to do a live show again this year, but I'm definitely organizing some kind of experience. So I'm telling everyone to arrive at least one day early. I'm really excited. I don't know. I'm just pumped. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be better. I'm excited too. I mean, Vegas is like party central. Like it is going to be just when we thought that BravoCon like couldn't get any better. You put it in Vegas, like the party capital of the world. Um, and I am going to be like channeling Kim Zolciak at those slots <laughs> machines, like in between <laughs> the panels, like I, I love a good, like, I'm not to that level. Don't get me wrong, but I will be gambling. I will be drinking. It's going to be fun. I mean, I think we did get kind of like a confirmation too, that Erica Jane yes. will be performing at BravoCon. Like, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I have no desire to watch Erica Jane do anything, but I do think that Andy will probably do another Legends Ball like he did last year. And I think maybe she'll perform in like similar to what they did last year. They had Kenya, um, Shayna, Melissa Gorga, Melissa Gorga, and Candace. And I really love that. So I might be like enjoying myself in the moment if she comes out because never in a million years would I think I'd be like dancing and cheering for Melissa Gorga singing whatever song she has. I forgot. On display, duh. On display, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you don't think that Erica Jane is taking over for Tom Sandoval and the most extras as that, you know, extra <laughs> add-on for Saturday night? God, I hope not. If they do, they the only person that should do that is James Kennedy. Because You're so right. It doesn't matter what, who this who's singing the music like you just need good music good vibes and you need that hype person that james kennedy is to get the party going that's why djs get paid a lot because and that's, like he said they get the party going and that's vegas to a t you know james mm -hmm. kennedy behind the dj booth at an epic club in vegas yes. like i couldn't think of anything better and oh my Bravo, gosh. if you're listening please Please give us this gift yes. and maybe save Erica Jane for a, you know, one song performance at watch what happens yes. live. But yes, if I can go <laughs> see James Kennedy DJ at a Vegas club, yes. like that would just be a, a, a life moment. Absolutely. And you know, last year, I think, he, did he open for Tom last year? I think so. I think so. I didn't go to last year's show, which, yeah, you know, we I'm still together. fine with. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, but I think he did open and now he's the headliner baby. That's what I'm saying. And I, I almost feel like Tom Sandoval, cause I talked to Tom and Ariana before the Tom Sandoval concert or whatever. And I was like, cause remember the tickets came out for SVIP and whatever, all the different levels. And I said, I'm getting the most, whatever you can get, like whatever money can buy me, I'm getting it all. And so they added on the Tom Sandoval show after. And I was like, I just dropped like $2,400, $2,500 on the best tickets I could possibly get. You're not getting another like hundred. Yeah. What, was it a hundred dollars? 
I think it was like a hundred or 200, but I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> it was either 100 or 150, I feel like. And I was like, you know, that's fine for people who want to go, but I don't love Tom Sandoval that much to like be like, oh, I got to go to this too. If it was included, I would have probably been like, all right, I'll go. Turns out I asked Ariana, I was like, oh, so Tom must be getting extra money or paid extra because he's doing his concert. That only makes sense, especially since they sold tickets. Like, I don't know how many what the capacity was, but if you're at a hundred dollars a person, you know, that could add up. And she goes, Oh no, he, Tom's losing money from this. And I was like, what? And she, I was so confused. Cause I don't know all the ins and outs behind the scenes of the business side of like, you know, bands and stuff like that. So I'm like, what is, then Tom comes over. Cause I'm like, wait, I don't understand. So she's like, Tom, come here. And he came over and I'm sitting with both of them asking, I was like, wait, so you're, you're paying, but he goes, yeah. Um, he has to pay for all of the band members, which we now know because of right. the latest season, but I didn't know that at the time. And I'm like, what? And then he goes, yeah. And they're like hotel or Ariana was telling me, she's like, yeah. And he pays for like their food and hotels. I was like, this makes no sense. So think in my mindset that Scandal has not broke yet. I'm like a consultant and hearing these words, I'm like, my mind is blown. I'm like, I must be missing something because this does not make any sense. And then come to find out, yeah, he is losing money. And this whole thing is ridiculous. Sorry, back to James Kennedy, Kennedy though. I think that Tom Sandoval he went to Bravo and approached them and was like, why don't we do this or whatever? And so they were like, fine, we'll do this. Cause I actually did hear Andy say, say something like that. But I think Tom has been somehow the way that he makes Schwartz feel belittled and like the guy who rides in the sidecar. I think he's been doing that to James throughout their whole friendship, not realizing James, not realizing that he's actually at a much higher level than Tom Sandoval, but this whole time, like at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills on the season, James opened up for Tom. And now looking back, it's like, that is ridiculous. Tom sucks. James is the headliner. Look at last night, him and Jax had an event. Jax didn't even show up. Not like no shade to him because I think it was like a personal emergency or whatever, but that place looked popping. So much that I was glad that I couldn't go because I was at first I was like, I really wish I could go. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that looks like a huge success. But thank God I'm not there because I don't like crowds. Oh, my God. I saw that, too. And I had so much FOMO. But I was like, am I too old to be there? Like that is like sweating, like yes. rubbing shoulders like yes. that is like crazy. But yeah, no, James deserves all of the fandom and the, you know, everything in the world. Tom Sandoval has always kind of thought he was the number one guy in the group and yes. it has never been true. Right. Um, season after season, he has been proven to not be the number one guy in the group. So yeah, he's like basically taken, he thinks he's taking James under his wing to try to wow. help him. Hey, open up for me. Hey, open up for me. But I really think it's going to turn out to be the other way around. I mean, you know, as much as we give DJs shit for like, oh, you press a button on a laptop and, and that's that. 
James Kennedy has 1000% more talent than Tom Sandoval ever will. And absolutely. That says a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh, it's really, I don't know if I should feel bad for Tom Sandoval because it's like, he's just so pathetic. Uh, I almost feel bad for him. Do you like, what are your thoughts on him? Are you disgusted by him? (laughs) I am disgusted. I think that, you know, it's like he could have maybe redeemed himself a little at the reunion if he showed some remorse and like, but Mm -hmm. those crocodile tears, the, that dramatic like acting and then going backstage and laughing with Raquel, Mm -hmm. obviously it's clear that it was so inauthentic Mm -hmm. and not real. So I have no, I I don't, I don't feel bad for him. Like Ariana said, he did this to himself. It did not happen. This didn't just happen. He made this happen. He was the leader of this. Um, He is fully responsible for everything that happened. And you have to be held accountable and you have to live in your shit and deal with the consequences. So no, I don't feel sorry for him one bit. (laughs) When did you find out about the, or when did it hit you? And did you recall that Tom dressed as Raquel for Halloween and they were actually having an affair at that time? Yeah. I mean, that was just, you know, we saw that, you know, happen in real time on Halloween and it was like, oh, like this is like kind of cute, but also like kind of weird. Like it was like weird then, you know, like we were like, why is this happening? Like, and then the audacity, the audacity. I mean, so to crazy. look back wow. and the fact that Ariana helped him mm-hmm. do that, like that shows that there is a screw loose. Like who could let their partner of nearly a decade help them dress up as their mistress? Like it's one thing to have an affair and hide it for seven months, which is deplorable, diabolical. Right. Yeah. But this, Ariana helping him do this is a new level of like sick. Like this man is disgusting. Yes. It is like, who would even think about that? Like, this is like putting him like, it's like he wanted to be caught. Like, did Ariana not question this? Like, I guess, you know, we've seen them do drag multiple times and it's, you know, it's cringe. I guess he did that the last Bravo con. Um, But it's just- this it is was, like a new level bad. of narcissism. Speaking of narcissism, I just interviewed Dr. Z. She's a licensed psychologist and expert on narcissistic abuse. And we talked about Scandal. Yeah, it's just like maniacal. I've never witnessed this in real life. Well, maybe I'm sure people do this in real life, but for it to be filmed, for him to just do this openly with actual proof and evidence is wild to me just beyond I don't even know what to say so we've talked a lot about Tom what are your thoughts like on Raquel you know like where things stand I guess she's still in the mental health facility or is supposedly maybe just got out or is getting out soon like what do you think the future is of them and her as a person as a cast member like what are your theories I 
think my witchy senses are, have been going off whenever I think about her father <laughs> and not to like just go after him. I'm not trying to go after him, but like something about him getting upset about James not wearing the hiking boots. Meanwhile, that he started that fight when that that was when James asked to propose to Raquel. So that to me says there's something up with this man where he's triggered at the thought of his daughter being proposed to, but then what he's hated James so much for so long. But let's not forget that he, he let his daughter move in with her boyfriend. And I didn't know this until after they broke up who financially supported her that entire time. If you're such a, righteous father who's like oh you're not good enough or whatever why was it okay for her to just be taken care of by james kennedy for five years and now you got a problem like something about it is weird and i feel like she's been controlled her whole life and i really even though she's 28 years old i do feel like she is not emotionally or mentally mature enough to even know who she is as a person and function as a healthy individual that's not in a relationship or living with someone like I don't think she's ever had to take care of herself and that clearly does something to someone so I feel bad for her because I feel like she is very naive and easily manipulated and I think Tom Sandoval preyed on that so I do think she can redeem herself if she really takes accountability and really takes a look and like understands how she even got there, not just like, oh, I know what I did was wrong. And like, say it with a creepy, like emotionless face. Like she has to really understand, wow, I think that you're right, Ariana. I do look for validation in men because I don't have an identity. And I think that stems back from, you know, maybe my identity issues as a child because of my upbringing my mother gave me up and my aunt adopted me and even though my sister was raised by our mother and now she's trying to have a relationship with me like I think there's a lot of layers to Raquel and her backstory but it's all been like overlooked because of how heinous this scandal has been Yes, I think you make totally fair points. Um, it does say something, you know, that she is working on herself. Now, whether that was a choice of hers or a direction from her crisis PR company, that is to be determined, you know, what what led her to go in a mental health facility. Either yeah. way, I think that it's at least she's working on herself, Tom Sandoval, on the uh, you know opposite end is yeah. touring around the country with his lame cover band. So yeah. that does say something. However, I don't think that there is any room for redemption for Raquel. Um, I think that it's best that she doesn't return to the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at what happened at the reunion, it's just the beginning of the hate and the, the everything that is going she's going to experience next season on the show. Now, I think that everything Ariana, Katie, James, and Lala said was perfectly, um, you know, they did nothing wrong, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like as a human, 
I do think that it's better for Raquel to just step away from the show and, and do something else. And I don't know, live a quiet life. I'm not sure that girl was meant to be in the spotlight. I mean, you know, we think that, you know, she was in pageants her whole life on stage, being told what to do, being told what to say, being told what to wear. Um, And she thinks that can somehow translate to like being a celebrity, a reality star. But I think that the worlds are very, very different. And she kind of got into something that isn't good for her. Absolutely. I totally agree. I don't think that this is healthy for anyone, (laughs) for her particularly, because of what's transpired. I think it would, it's going to be even harder, but then let's not forget Kristen Doty. She did something pretty deplorable and she came back. She, she suffered through like two full seasons of being the bad guy. And while continue continuing to be gaslit and dismissed by Tom Sandoval and everyone else, Ariana. I mean, that was actually hard to watch because it's one thing, like if you do something bad and you don't care, but like she was really trying to rectify things and like take ownership of what she did, but they were still gaslighting her. She got physically attacked. I mean, like, I'm not saying Raquel should do that, and I don't condone violence, obviously, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We'll see. It is. I think we will find out probably in the coming month, um, you know, who's returning. Um, I don't know. I feel like it might be like a Kathy Hilton situation where they like start filming and then maybe they come to an agreement with Raquel later in the season because she might need a little more time. I don't know, but I am waiting with bated breath to see like who's coming back. I think that the only question mark really at this point is Raquel, but that is, that's going to be big, you know, either way. So I don't know. We'll see. What do you think about Tom? You think he's like ready to sign on the dotted line or whatever? Oh, 100%. This is his livelihood. He's been doing this for, you know, nine, 10 years. And I don't think he's going to stop. This is like, you know, what he, he thrives with though. You know, we did find out that Schwartz is stepping away from the friendship. Um, Whether that got a little misconstrued or lost in context. um, I'm not sure, but I mean, if Sandoval doesn't have Schwartz to film with, at least, then who does he have? Do you really think that Schwartz is stepping away from the friendship? No, I don't think Schwartz even knows what he's saying. He just says everything and says nothing at the same time. It's like, I just want to tell him to shut up. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Just make a decision and communicate directly. Stop dancing around and giving us this word salad or whatever. But, um... I don't know. I'm okay with Sandoval being filmed alone. Like, (laughs) like cut to not even big, long scenes of him, like playing his trumpet or something, but like sad, like really pathetic scenes of him just like eating alone. I know. I want to see like (laughs) cut to horrible band practice. Yeah. Cut to his lonely new apartment. Cut to like him going to Tom Tom and no one giving him the time of day. Cut yes. to Schwartz and Sandy's going and it's dead and there's nobody there. Like that's the type of Sandoval <laughs> content that I want to see next season. 
Yeah, because I don't see him being like integrated in the group. He was always the one who was like, let's get together. Let's do a theme or whatever. So now he's going to be kind of like left out of that. And that's what he needs right now, I think, to be honest. I agree. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, of course. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Bravo Breaking News and also catch me on YouTube at Bravo Breaking News. I do recaps with my co-host Lisa and also break down Bravo headlines, you know, basically as soon as they come out. So subscribe so you don't miss a thing.